know what my favorite part is? What's that? It's when that guy goes, hey, this is Nikki G. <laughs> Is that you? That's me. Right. In the flesh. <laughs> Sorry, I don't remember all the names on top of my head. I'm not going to air this because you didn't mention me. Looking to upgrade your Jeep? Who is Who it? Is right? right? How would you like to get free gear to make those upgrades happen even faster? The Jeep Talk Show, the world's most downloaded Jeep podcast, is giving you, the listener, a chance to win big ticket items from brands you know, love, and trust. Want in on the action? We'll be giving away major Jeep gear from big name brands every month. This isn't going to be stickers, hats, and t shirts. We're talking about serious gear that can change your Jeep build in a big way. So listen to the show every week and make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss your opportunity to win the Jeep Talk Show's biggest giveaways ever. The Jeep Talk Show is the official Jeep podcast of Mr. Vanderquack. Keep listening for weekly updates about Mr. Vanderquack and his mission to help the children at St. Jude. Go to MrVanderquack.com. That's MRVanderquack.com. Quack. I'm not rude. <laughs> You're listening to a 4x4, 4x4 Radio Network podcast. Next entire, next entire USA, we got you. Find out more about the tires that are on the 2021 Jeep Talk Show Gladiator. The next entire roadie and MTX at nextentireusa.com. Are you ready? It's the Jeep Talk Show. With Wimby. There will be body damage. Chuck. I like making people laugh. That's It's good for my soul. Josh. Yeah, I don't think so. And I think that's a huge deal. So sit back. Strap in. And brace yourself. And just to remind you, the Jeep Talk Show has a new number. In fact, they've got, uh, or will they? We've got two new numbers. Uh, one for our uh, just general contact uh, of the uh, the show hosts and uh, other team members, and also to a uh, for voicemails, and also a brand to spanking new one nine seven six number. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh darn nine seven six rad bastard no you can <laughs> and, and then we have a number for our giveaway line so it's two separate numbers you want to leave a voicemail you call one number you want to uh, uh, try to do the win the giveaway you call another number and you can find all this information at jeeptalkshow.com slash contact i bet anybody born after 1990 probably has no idea what the hell i'm talking about not a clue <laughs> Hey, the JCS Dude, team is, is here so to inform sexy. and entertain you about Jeeps. If you're new to the Jeep world or thinking about jumping in and getting your feet dirty, you're in the right place. Whether you're interested in having a unique off-road vehicle ready to hit the trails or that daily driver that is also a weekend warrior, this show is for you. Find out more information about the Jeep Talk Show at jeeptalkshow.com. How's it going, Jeeper? I'm Josh, and on this episode of the Jeep Talk Show, I'll be talking about some of the biggest discounts we've ever seen on new Jeeps and how to get them. I'll also be talking about a recent comparison between Jeep and, well, you're not going to believe what this rider compared a Jeep to. And later, if your Jeep has an engine, it has one of these. We'll be talking about a specific exhaust component and how to tell if it's going bad. And this is Chuck, and my wife is still trying to figure out what strippers I used to date. (laughs) (laughs) Well, howdy, it's Wendy, and hopefully you're checking out my Friday episodes of Newbie Nuggets, because you just have never know what I'm going to talk about. Some good stuff. Check it out. I'm Tony, and I'm ready to go off-road again. Anyone? Anyone? Hidden Falls, maybe? Anyone? Mm. Yes. 
So all yes. these all these I'll people all these people yes. that just went to Colorado are like, hell no, I'm I'm tired. I just went uh, for a long <laughs> trip. You should have gone with us, you <laughs> asshole. <laughs> Dude, you can always Tony. I'm so hay season. Oh, I know. I am Tony, done with hay season. Are you done? Please, dear God, let me go down to Texas. Yeah. I'm going to try and make it down there in, in October, Wendy, so we'll see I if that happens. I hope happens. you can. I would definitely yeah. want you guys to come out. Yeah, Wendy said, you think uh, uh, Josh may go? And I said, no, he won't. <laughs> <laughs> so that'd be really cool if you could. I might be showing up in a Honda, I'm just saying. No, that's, that's fine. It doesn't matter. There's going to be Jeeps <laughs> to, to ride in. That's right. Josh, how long till your XJ gets running? Uh, as soon as I get a second job. <laughs> you know, it was a it was a decision about buying a house or fixing the Jeep, right? Uh, it's Dang it's it. pretty close so you're to living that. in a tent. Well, let, let me put it this way, Chuck. I I went from a thirteen hundred dollar a month rent payment to a three thousand dollar a month mortgage payment. So you do the math. Uh, fuck that. God, the Gladiator just cost <laughs> me five hundred. <laughs> <laughs> and I can live in the Gladiator. Yeah. Local Jeep news, national Jeep news, and news from around the world. It's This Week in Jeep. Well, the latest version of the Jeep Wrangler has a mysterious discount worth as much as $4,000, though. Wow. According to the latest incentive bulletin sent to Jeep dealers, higher-end versions of the 2023 Wrangler have what is called a, quote, sold order select inventory bonus. What's more, even the range-topping 392 Rubicon has a, rate re- a rare rebate deal as well. The discount in question is unlike anything we've ever seen before on a Jeep Wrangler at this point in the model year, especially. The offer is being called Sold Order Select Inventory Bonus Cash and is available on specially tagged 2023 Wranglers. However, only certain styles are currently eligible for this huge, unusually generous mystery discount, and not all of them will be getting the maximum discount. For instance, if you were to be ordering a 2023 Wrangler Sahara with the 2-liter 4-cylinder in it, you would get $2,000 off. But if you got the Sahara with a 3.6-liter 6-cylinder, well, you'd get that $4,000 maximum uh, discount on that. Now, if you were to be buying a Rubicon 392 V8, you can get anywhere from $2,700 to $2,900 off of that Jeep. So it really depends on which direction you're going, which Jeep you're getting. Obviously, the Sahara with the 3.6 liter V6 is going to be the way to go to get the most discount off of that. But that may not be the Jeep that you want. Either way, the decision's up to you. So why is Jeep doing this anyways? Well, frankly, we don't know. Jeep doesn't disclose information regarding dealer incentives, no matter how much you bug them. Just They just push them out, and it's up to us to figure out the reasons why. For now, what we do know is that there's up to $4,000 in savings to be had on the 2023 Wrangler and that it's available in most parts of the country based on a recent analysis of dealer incentive bulletins in eight different Stellantis regions. We also know that the 2023 Wrangler discount can be used whether you plan to buy or lease. That's another good point. If you happen to have a reservation or have a sold order in place, it may be worth asking your dealer about the incentive because, well, here's a chance to get a few thousand dollars off more out of, off your Jeep. Now, although we suspect that the deal is only available to a very limited number of Wrangler buyers, these represent unusually big discounts for configurations that are almost always excluded from incentives. Now, in rare cases, mysterious-looking discounts can be connected to issues much more significant. For example, earlier this year, there was a $5,500 Cadillac Lyric EV discount that was later confirmed to essentially be a payment for signing an NDA, or non-disclosure agreement, consenting to allow GM to track the movements of early buyers. 
Yeah, deep discounts for deep state operations? No thanks. I'm good. On the surface, these new discounts don't seem to have much of any strings attached for the Jeeps other than the limited trims. So if anybody out there took advantage of these, uh, these uh, discounts, well, we'd really like to hear from you. Well, getting a discount on a Rubicon, that, that, that just sounds weird. <laughs> it does. But Especially if you're in the V8? market for it, yeah. yeah, the V8, why wouldn't you try it? Take a little bit off. I mean, that $2,900 can get you some upgrades. So I, I am so close to getting another truck for the guys, for the construction side. And I thought, you know what? I just, I'll just give them my truck. I was thinking. And I'll buy a Gladiator. Mm -hmm. Yep. And I'll just drive the Gladiator around for work. And, you know, we'll just do air quotes because it's construction or cattle stuff. And then I was like, I can't tow anything with it. I can't put a gooseneck in. I can't do this. I can't do that. And I was like, eh, damn it. So have you ordered I, I it still yet? want one. <laughs> I like, I, God damn it. <laughs> so Tony says, like, so I, you order one? <laughs> yeah, so have you ordered one yet? <laughs> Well, yeah, you know, I, I probably shouldn't have let you drive uh, drive mine out there at uh, the Hidden Falls adventure thing that we went on. So that probably was what suckered you in. So I, huh. I did. I I called. I I called. I called him, and I was like, "Hey, just let's just see what the numbers are. Like, hey, let's let's try to figure this out and the business side of it. And they're gonna get back to me tomorrow. And I'm like, dude, like if I can get a gladiator, that would be bitching. Like I want one so freaking bad. Damn it. Ooh, Chuck damn just it. Josh, sexy. Some, Chuck just said he wants a plastic Jeep. Yeah. Yeah, I, I heard I, it. I, I want I I a plastic I, truck. You know? I, so freaking bad. So, Josh, find me some, like, discounts for just a bone stock gladiator, like some cattle discounts or something. Just do it, man. Like, <laughs> figure it out. You're the internet guy. I'm not the internet guy. Just do it for That's me, and too bad. it's I don't too know. bad you're not you're not active you're, service. Yeah. Uh, I, I do know of discounts for active service members going on right now, but uh, but yeah, it's but, but also wait, you, you have you have Travis oh, in the Zoom room. That's right. Travis is working for a dealership. He can get you a uh, deal. Yeah. Travis knows the inside track. Exactly. Travis, 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 Travis. that was like ninety thousand dollars. Travis is like, oh, I got you, bro, ninety <laughs> grand, and I was like, yes, well, but you can Travis, just tell him, really? listen. I, I need something different. So, Come back to me for an offer. He's got to make sales. Yeah. Trust me, he'll 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 drop the price for you. It's uh, a it's, it's a 2021 yeah. and it's, uh, it's a Sport S, like, but it was mine was forty one thousand. That's not bad. I, I mean, really, think so. it's not. I didn't think so. And Tony yeah. got to configure his. So I, I think it, I got it just the way he wanted. Yeah. yeah. So so I I think I just I, I just configured a, a a one ton, you know, just a a single cab one ton with an eight foot bed, and I think it like rocked me like at seventy two or sixty eight right. for a Dodge, which is the same, which is the same right. thing, which is way less than the one I just bought like five months ago, four, three months ago, maybe two months ago. I don't even know. And so I'm like, dude, I got to buy another one of these things. But if I give mine away and I get a Scrambler four-door, which is a Gladiator, but I'm going to call it a Scrambler four-door, like, dude, that's way cooler. Way cooler. Well, it's about time that you uh, cruise around like, you know, the guy, the, the foreman with the big cigar and the gold hard hat uh, driving around the Gladiator. But the, the most important thing is what color is it going to be? Not red. It's going to be red. What? Oh, wait, did I say that out loud? It's going to be red. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. <laughs> no, it's going to be black. 
I like white jeeps. Like black and white. I'm sorry, Chuck. That's the wrong uh, answer. Fuck off, Tony. It's <laughs> I don't care. I'm waiting You're for a, I'm waiting for a guest to say that. I don't care, Tony. <laughs> I don't give a shit what you have to say. I'm the one writing the check. It's gonna be black. Yeah, get you get you a gladiator well, uh, with the uh, Sport S with uh, the the tow package, not the yeah. It'll it'll tow basic stuff. For you you got to have yes. the max tow package. Max tow. Thank you. That's what I meant to say. The max tow. Max tow. Look at, look that's at the it this way, Chuck. Floors. Either either you got to cut that check to a dealership or you got to cut that check to Uncle Sam. Either way. Mm-hmm. Yes. Amen. You're not. You're a hundred percent right, Josh. One hundred percent. Yep. <sighs> Gladiator in my future. Never thought it'd be the day that Chuck owns a plastic Jeep, but here we are. Rubbing off. Surprised. Well, something else that I decided <laughs> that uh, that might be just for fun and, and giggles is is this comparison I ran into recently. There, there's this site that pops up in my weekly searches every so often as I go through, uh, you know, doing research and digging up stories for, for this week in Jeep and, and just for the show in general. And, and usually um, this one particular site has decent, reliable content. I, I, I go to them every so often. I don't, I don't search out for them, but they pop up. They populate in my, in my list of, uh, of things that I'm looking for. Now, this week, however, uh, this unnamed site, I'm not going to point them out uh, exclusively. I don't really want to risk any getting in trouble here. Um, they released a story that had to have come from their April Fool's Day file, as it just <laughs> it, it doesn't make sense. From the headline to the very last period, the whole thing just leaves me shaking my head, and I, I bet you're going to feel the same. So here it goes. What's the best off-road SUV on the market? Here are six reasons to consider the 2023 Mazda CX-50 over the Jeep Wrangler. What? Yeah. <laughs> now, I, I probably should have used a silly voice for that because there's no way in hell that you can take that headline seriously. But mm -hmm. let's see what this clearly inept story written by what we can only assume is a think tank of comedians has to say. The number one item here is the 2023 Mazda CX-50 has a better price. Well, at the base model trim levels, the Mazda does come in in about $3,000 less than a Wrangler, but I guarantee you that a base model, a base level Mazda cannot and will not be able to go where even the most base model Wrangler can, has, and will be able to go and come back from, do it again, and still not get stuck or be broken. A claim I don't think the Mazda would be capable of making. In fact, if you ask me, the only thing that car is capable of making is a trip to the mall or a soccer field. Number two, the CX-50 has more seating. Well, when you compare a four-door Mazda car, which again is what the CX-50 is, to a two-door Jeep Wrangler, well, then maybe yes. But if we compare the four-door Wrangler to the same vehicle, a more fair comparison, again, the nod goes to Jeep. But I fail to see what seating has to do with being the best off-road SUV on the market as per the point of and title to this article. Number three, the Jeep Wrangler has worse fuel economy ratings. Well, that claim really depends on whether or not you factor in the availability of the Wrangler 4XE, which the writer of this story failed to consider. Then this, too, is a moot point and, again, fails to have any bearing on the capability of the vehicle when it is off-road. Number four, the Mazda crossover has more cargo capacity. Well, when you compare a hatchback car to a Jeep, a vehicle that has over 80 years of heritage and is known for over those 80 years of not having a gigantic amount of storage space, so what? That's yeah. what roof racks and bungee cords are for. Number five, the CX-50 produces less cabin noise. Well, that depends on the way the vehicle was configured, of course, doesn't it? 
What they fail to mention is the particulars in the, of this comparison, but they reference that the data came from the Consumer Reports test. Looking that review up, we see a base model Wrangler with a soft top was used. Comparing the cabin noise of a four-door car or crossover to a Jeep with a soft top is like comparing a ninja to a fat man wearing corduroy. <laughs> One is going to sneak in silently, but the other is going to start a fire with the friction going on between his legs before he gets to the end of the hallway. Once again, this comparison utterly fails to grasp the concept of what, quote, the best off-road SUV on the market might actually look like. Number six. The Mazda CX-50 has superior stopping distances. While the article in question claims that according to Car and Driver, the Mazda CX-50 can break from 70 miles per hour to zero in 161 feet on dry asphalt. The Jeep Wrangler breaks from 70 to zero in 176 feet on dry asphalt, a difference of roughly 15 feet, or just under one vehicle length. Note that the Wrangler does weigh a good 1,500 pounds more than the Mazda, so I think if we were to add that much weight back to the Mazda to make the test more even, well, the little crossover would fail here as well. But drive pavement braking doesn't really have anything to do with being the best off-road SUV on the market, now does it? Let's see how well that Mazda brakes going down a steep gravel grade with those street tires and an extra half a ton of weight on it. Look. It's crappy comparisons like these and poor writing that are the cause for a lot of people to have a negative view or opinion of the Jeep Wrangler, and vicariously any other Jeep for that matter, and probably by extension off-roading as a sport altogether. You, the listener of, of this, may not be able to do much, but I will absolutely take on the responsibility for calling out BS like this anytime I see it using this platform to do so. Anyways, I hope you got as much enjoyment out of this crap as I did. I'm kind of speechless because I can't Holy believe, crap. like you said, it has to be April Fool's. Because it, other than that, here's here's my take on this. The Mazda CX-50 has no real benefit of anything, so they had to find a vehicle that's completely opposite of it to make it look like it's better so they can sell the darn cars. That's what they're doing. You know, I... I I, I can't here's, think of a better a better explanation. I, I was trying to reach for anything. I, I really was reaching on on this one, trying to to wrap my head around what this person was thinking as they were writing this, and and exactly what sort of automotive experience they they might have. And and I None. think you know the kind of person that we were talking about in episode six sixty two with wearing too tight of pants and and, uh -huh. a, and a plaid a, a plaid <laughs> long sleeve in the middle of August in the middle of summer with a stocking cap hiding a man bun yeah mm -hmm. those kind of people are the people who are riding this or driving a Mazda CX fifty but I digress this is absolute God. BS and and it's this kind of stuff that we absolutely absolutely have to put a stop to mm -hmm. just reach your left hand up to the top of your head and. Feel for the lack of man bun, <laughs> or the lack of man. Uh, I don't know what a ponytail. Yeah, you're no, not actually, gonna understand. No, I, I, I was trying. Like I was pulling devils yeah, at I got it, it bro. I <laughs> like that. That is that is why the rest of us look at the Subaru world and uh, whatever the F this thingy I'm is, buried and in go, I, I why in the, the F don't Roots and Birkenstock? Yeah, I mean, you're from the Birkenstock world without the man well, bun. he's Birkenstock adjacent. I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't he's say he's adjacent. in the world. He's a, Birkenstock adjacent. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's, it's, uh, I mean, he's uh, right next to it. Just outside of Portland, Oregon, man. I am, I am. The back of your head. The yarmulke is supposed to be like if there's not a yarmulke and there's also not a man bun, you're a man. I mean, that's just how it is. Like, I don't know. 
I just don't I don't get it. Like you're not gonna see it the way that these guys see it. I, I I I almost thought the, about <laughs> reaching out to the writer of this article personally <laughs> and, and just seeing if I could get a conversation that they would be willing to let me record. Just a comment. And you know just let, let me you know, a response. I, I, no. Couple of They're questions, maybe some qualifying questions. I you know, I just want to kind of see what we kind of background and, and stuff and I, I'm sure that this person would would I no? I'm not. I'm not even gonna go down that trail. Anyways, <laughs> if you've got a news tip response to no, any one of our stories, to. be sure to let us know what you have to say. I, I absolutely love to hear what you guys have to say. And if you have a comment about this story in particular, oh please, I, I absolutely uh, call in right into the show. I don't care. <laughs> Head over to JeepTalkShow.com/slash/contact to find out how to reach out and engage with us. I absolutely want to hear what you have to say. Oh yeah, please, please call in. We've got new numbers now too, so they're they're brand new. They're fresh. We want you to use them. You know, I've said this before, talking about the story you guys were just talking about. I've said this before, but I'm going to repeat it. I think that what we, when you see things like this that are unbelievable and so out of touch, they are written or reported that way on purpose because you don't get eyeballs or ears if you say what everybody agrees with. I think you are giving them way too yeah. much credit. <laughs> I, I, I know I know exactly where you're coming from. Uh-huh. Uh, it, it, it is a ploy in advertising and 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 something that in in trained voiceover that that you can do and select uh, and with select customers or, or clients rather. Um, uh, but it is not something that that, that is pulled off very easily. Uh, and and it takes a, a fair amount of, of expertise, training, and and well, more than two brain cells to rub together, which this person clearly didn't have. Yeah, uh, I just think that they're selling. Uh, all right, there's selling help time. Out. Help me out, Tony. What the actual f are you guys talking about? Like, what are you trying to say that they're just writing this shit because everyone's stupid? Is that um, what you're trying to say? There's going to be a, a group of people that buy into it. Uh, and and but there's a lot of people out there that I think anyway just trust what they're told. I don't. <laughs> I very seldom trust really? what I'm told. So uh, yeah, I think they just I, I think that they're just going for that audience that has a uh, a feel for this is the way it must be. And uh, I, I still think it was a joke, but it's like that thing where the the the, the uh, I assume it was a lady complaining about people hunting animals. Just go to the store and buy the meat where it's made. You go don't to have to. Store. You don't have to. You don't have to hunt <laughs> these poor animals. It's just right there in the stores. Yeah. So I, th- I think there's a. I don't I'm a say huge a, advocate for that. I don't think there's a. I don't think there's a, a, a level of stupidity in this country, and I'm being kind. Uh, but I oh, think there's just things that people don't understand. <laughs> and Chuck, you understand a lot of things much more acutely than most people do because you you run a farm and you understand how the animals work. Yeah. I mean, I think you told me that your wife uh, yeah. befriended a uh, a calf and she didn't feel comfortable about eating it whenever you guys came to the time where it was butchered after it had grown for a while. And yeah, I mean, if, I mean, let's just be honest. If all you sons of bitches just went to the grocery store. <laughs> And quit killing animals and just got it where everything is just sitting there there on the damn shelf. Everything would be fine. I mean, I don't know why you people continue to kill animals. Wait. This is uh, just like the gal. There's a story where she called into the radio station for help. Because she wanted them to move the deer crossing sign oh, because God. too many deer. Randy, get out of my head. No, I, 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 that, 
Security. I am County looking that up. It's ranch. the same thing. Because I it's wanted to share thing. that with you guys. Because I was thinking the exact same thing. Yes. Too yes. slow. She, she was so, so convinced. She called everybody. Nobody could help her. This radio station, of course, I can't remember what the radio station was. But these two guys just let her talk. And that oh, woman was and, convinced yeah. that if they moved the sign, the, the deer would go yeah. elsewhere. It's and a cross great the road idea. And they wouldn't get killed. It's a great idea. They're among I, us, guys, and would, they vote uh, and they procreate. So there you go. <laughs> so you know, I, we I, ought I to have to say <laughs> thing. I would love to say that this is just a California thing, it's but not. we have deer crossing signs in front of the ranch, and in Gary County, Kansas. I repeat, Gary County, Kansas, <laughs> in the middle of nowhere. They said the same thing. <laughs> you know, if you just move those signs in front of Chuck's ranch out to the other side, then everyone would know that that's where the cow or the the deer would cross, and the deer would know to cross over there yeah, instead of the signs in front been of moved. Chuck's place. Yeah, yeah. It's Jesus Christ. Yeah, we're in we're in trouble, <laughs> Come folks. Come on, man. <laughs> I, I moved from California to Kansas for a reason, <laughs> yeah, and y'all followed me. It's apparently not far enough. So, Damn Josh, it. maybe we should start having the Darwin Awards on the uh, on the Jeep Ooh. Talk Show. Oh man, I, I, <laughs> that would be fun. Uh, no Jeep related re required. Darwin Award. <laughs> no, because I do have some Dude, Darwin hey, if stories that I that I, I pop into into this week in Jeep uh, occasionally. They usually have to do with a dumb criminal, but uh, but nonetheless. Yeah, <laughs> Dude, Josh, that would be bitching, man. Darwin Award Jeep video. Mm. Dude, I'm I'm digging it. Actually, when you do a story, I would like actually this. start listening to the show again. <laughs> oh, jeez. Chuck is such a cheerleader I would for the show. To the show again. <laughs> Isn't he though? He's just, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, every time I mean, you do a like, story man, like this, uh, Josh, you could actually throw in a Darwin <laughs> Award. <laughs> Seven o'clock in the morning, driving to work, and you're like, "Yeah, who died today?" <laughs> like, that'd be cool, man. Jeez. <laughs> oh, jeez. I'm sorry. You're listening to a four by four radio network podcast. Hey, coming up to Tech Talk, how to tell if your Jeep's catalytic converter is going bad and what to do about it. Were you guys, are you guys old enough to remember that whenever the catalytic converters first came out and everybody called them Cadillac converters because they were so damned expensive? Like Cadillac. They still are. <laughs> the yeah, one on, yes. The one on my XJ, I think, is 120 bucks, self-installed. Yeah, I got, I got a cheap one on my XJ, too. But you want to you get an OEM replacement? Uh, forget oh, yeah. about it. Oh, yeah. Why did you become a paid subscriber to the Jeep Talk Show? Jeep Talk Show has been my weekly rotation. Look forward to it every week, each and every Friday. You can be a paid subscriber and help support the show you love, the Jeep Talk Show. I support a great podcast. Been a lifelong Jeeper myself. Continue to learn with each and every episode that I listen to. Just go to JeepTalkShow.com and look for the big yellow subscribe button. Absolutely. If you like Jeeps, anything to do with Jeeps, I like it for the, the technical, clear content, advice, and learning. So, guys, I apologize if I haven't. Uh, there's a lot of moving parts going on with the Jeep Talk Show right now, and I'm not used to being busy, especially this busy. <laughs> so I may not have told you. I try to let you guys know what's going on. Uh, but uh, are you aware that we're going to start trying to uh, see if we can get some folks, some listeners that are going to these events 
uh, like the the like Toledo Jeep Fest, for example, and uh, try to get them involved as uh, representing the show, kind of being infectious agents of their own uh, by maybe wearing a Jeep Talk Show hat, a Jeep Talk Show uh, shirt, and uh, handing out some stickers. You know, we're not going, but they can go and represent us. Did, did, have I mentioned anything about this to, to you guys? Uh, yes. Uh, the one thing we didn't mention, though, is if they end up not going to the event after saying that they will, uh, one of us is going to come up to their door with a lead pipe. And, and I'm just there's something about kneecaps in the small in the fine print. You'll 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 figure it out. <laughs> back back when taking the knee meant something. Um, so, uh, yeah, we have a nice little form uh, and I'm going to put it up in the show notes uh, for this episode. So if you are interested and now just because you fill this thing out doesn't mean you will be selected. Uh, oh, no. There is a vetting process, and it's quite extensive. It uh, usually involves a blood test and cavity search. But we've, that's, <laughs> again, in the fine print, you'll figure it out. <laughs> but we're going to let you uh, sign up and request. And, and we're I'll just tell you, I'm just very honored that you would be interested in doing this for us. Uh, but uh, and, and it lets you choose the type of thing you want, to, what you want to help uh, represent the Jeep Talk Show at these events. So, uh, and uh, Josh, are we, I mean, you always keep up with the events. I remember when we used to do, when we used to talk about the events, are we, are we too far into the end of summer for, for, are we going to have any more events this year is what there I'm will asking. Be, yeah, no, no, there's going to be some events uh, going up into October and, and, uh, and September, September and October. Uh, as we enter into the end of October, then we start getting into the holiday season and, uh, and the events are going to take a turn uh, focusing more on the charity aspect of of holiday season type of uh, of uh, you know holidays and, and events and stuff like that. So we're going to see less uh, wheeling events, probably more um, charity type things where you know come and, and meet up. It's going to be a show and shine or or something at a a smaller local type of a venue. Uh, where they're trying to raise funds for a, a local Toys for Tots or you know something like that. So um, yeah, the end of the year doesn't necessarily mean the end of the wheeling or the uh, end of the show season. But as we do enter towards the end of the year and roll over January, you're pretty much uh, you're done with the wheeling season until about May. So. Well, it, it actually doesn't have to be a major event. I mean, there's Jeep people everywhere. I mean, I don't want to foreshadow uh, a, a charity event with anything having to do with the Jeep Talk Show. But if uh, if you're going to an event, even a small one, uh, where you can hand out some Jeep Talk Show stickers and let people know about oh, the Jeep Talk Show, yeah. I think we'd be interested in having any of those events, right? Even a local show and shine. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, unless it's just going to be you and, and Uncle Frank and Bob <laughs> from around the corner, and you all are just going to see how many Coors Lights you can put down in an hour, that's probably not the kind of event that you're going to going to be selected for. But if this is like the seventh annual type of, of an event that you're going to be at, uh, this is a, a well-known type of thing. It's been going on for a little while. There's some uh, some history behind it, uh, You know, some something that we can actually confirm. Uh, then your, your chances are going to go up as, as to being selected. So, um, you know, keep that in mind as you're filling out the form and uh, and and throwing your hat in the ring, as it were. Uh, just make sure that uh, you're planning on attending uh, something that uh, it's going to be worthwhile for, for you know, it's going to be more than just a couple people with some Cadillacs and hot rods and one guy in the corner with a Jeep. You know, mm-hmm. let's 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 see if we can't get a Jeep show going. Yeah, so keep that in mind. Uh, we'd love to have you uh, be part of the team, uh, be an infectious oh, yeah. agent, so to speak. And, Infectious uh, agents, yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, we uh, we can send you out some uh, some stuff to uh, let you uh, get your inner Jeep talk show listener out for everybody to see. Uh, but not like I mean, Chuck doesn't like to wear pants at, at home, but you got to wear pants at these events. I just got to throw that out there right now. <laughs> at the very least, a bathrobe uh, that can stay closed. Uh, that's all I'm saying. It's Chuck. 
Oh, uh, shut up. <laughs> there, there is a there is a really <laughs> nice hangover run here in Manhattan. Oh, there's anybody a hangover in run in every town. That, uh, wow. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, there's a hangover run in Randolph. I mean that that is a really fun run. The hangover run in Randolph. I need to get you some stickers. And I, I show stickers. Yeah, and and m- usually it's like one below zero. And I don't have a Jeep with a cab on it or anything. And we're just out there and we're having fun. And everyone's like, dude, you guys are crazy. And I'm like, dude, I'm hungover. So it doesn't matter. You know? <laughs> and we just do our run. It's really fun. It's super, super fun. Yeah. From the mind of Nikki G. Hey, this is Nikki G. And uh, when I went to the Toledo Jeep Fest, I actually found somebody very serious to interview. How you doing? Good about you, man. Pretty good. Can I ask you a few questions for a podcast? Sure. What podcast? Uh, Jeep Talk Show. Do you listen to it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. What's your favorite part? Favorite part of Jeep Talk Show? <laughs> uh, now you're going to put me on the spot. When you interview other industry people like Jerry Huber from Toledo Jeep Fest. You know what my favorite part is? What's that? It's when that guy goes, hey, this is Nikki G. <laughs> Is that you? That's me. Right. In the flesh. <laughs> Sorry, I don't remember all the names on top of my head. No, I'm not going to air this because you didn't mention me. <laughs> hey, how much do you think Tony weighs? Tony? Yeah. Uh, 260. All right. What? And Good. who has a bigger ego? Tony, Chuck, or Josh? Wendy. Almost forgot his name. <laughs> Josh. <laughs> oh. All right. I'm going to end it there. Right. <laughs> Thanks a lot, man. I appreciate it. Yeah. All right, boys and girls, I'll chat you later. And you have a good one. Bye. I'll own that one. I'll own that one. That's funny. <laughs> I just, I just knew it was a setup. I knew the guy was going to say, "Well, Nikki G, of course," because I figured the whole yeah. thing was planned. Yeah, right. Exactly. No, that was a legitimate. <laughs> yeah, that was a legitimate question. That was really cool. <laughs> oh, good times! Another one knocked out of the park, Nikki G. Well done. Did he mention who he was uh, talking to, though? No, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> It, so some industry expert that didn't get his uh, didn't, yeah. get, didn't get his dues. <laughs> so it was going out of the park, and it actually hit the left oh, field pole yep. yeah. and went and foul. How close! The foul. Oh, that's great! Thank you for doing that, Nikki G. I had no idea that that uh, you were doing that stuff out there. I thought you were just out there to uh, uh, irritate Chris. <laughs> you got tech questions? Oh, what do I ever? have answers oh that's good I can, I, it's tech talk with jeep talk yeah, so the check light came on on the daily driver earlier this week code p0420 a low catalyst system efficiency well basically the catalytic converter is on its way out or it's probably that and not an o2 sensor at least as the car has nearly a quarter million miles on it and i'm pretty sure that the cat that's under there is the original Catalytic converters, or CATs for short, are used to clean up the exhaust emissions on gas-burning engines. Earlier two-way catalytic converters are used to combine oxygen with carbon monoxide and unburned hydrocarbons to produce carbon dioxide and water. That's why you'd see a big stream of water coming out of the tailpipe in some of those older Jeeps when they take off from a stoplight. In 1981, the two-way converters were replaced by three-way converters that also reduced nitrogen oxides, or NOx, levels, as they're more commonly known as. Although technology and manufacturing has come a long way since 1981, even the newest catalytic converters will still degrade over time. So it's not uncommon for higher mileage vehicles, including Jeeps, to have catalytic converter issues. So why do cats go bad? Well, the insides of the catalytic converter not only degrade, but it can also become damaged over time. And this can happen in any number of different ways. 
And the more the materials inside the cat degrade or break down, the, the more exhaust flow becomes restricted. Catalytic converters are pretty robust for, the, for their own sake. They do have to live under their, their whole life under your Jeep, so they're made to withstand the harsh environment. But they're not indestructible. For instance, if the converter gets dented too many times from too many, you know, close encounters with the third kind with large rocks or gets banged around too much from hard impacts, well, you could easily start to see performance loss. Let's say your O2 sensors are going out, or you or the previous owner didn't take care of the regular maintenance very well. If there's an overly rich fuel condition, or if the engine is excessively worn or tired and allows oil to be blown by the cylinder rings or valve seats, well, the catalytic converter can start to get plugged up and cause all kinds of problems. Even if you frequently use leaded aviation or race fuel in your Jeep, thinking that it's going to burn a lot cleaner. Well, these do burn cleaner, but they burn differently in the engine than what it was engineered for, and although they may provide some added performance, it may cost you longevity of some of your exhaust components. Now, sometimes the cat is just, well, plain and simply worn out, seen too many miles, and just needs to be replaced. If too much fuel, oil, or the incorrect fuel is pushed through the converter for long enough, well, the honeycomb of materials inside the steel shell can get so hot that they literally can burn up, or even melt in some cases. Inadvertently banging on or denting the converter can cause the material to break apart. This is doubly true for when the converter is hot. Now, once either of these scenarios happens, the dislodged bits and pieces that, of that honey, honeycomb material can get turned sideways and start blocking the exhaust path. Over time, if left unchecked, the blockage can become so severe as to prevent the engine from running at all. The more you try to rev the engine in this case, or the more gas you give it in an attempt to overcome the performance loss, well, the more air the engine is trying to move. Since the ordinarily free-flowing exhaust is now blocked, well, the now blocked exhaust causes the motor to struggle or not even run in sometimes. Higher RPMs will appear to make less power. Think of how well you'd perform in a marathon running your ass off if you had to breathe through a sock the whole time. You'd struggle too, right? There are all kinds of symptoms of a catalytic converter going bad, though, and some may appear before the computer ends up sending you a code if your Jeep is so equipped with one. Now, signs that your cat may be going bad would be things like sluggish engine performance, reduced acceleration, dark exhaust smoke coming out of the tailpipe, excessive engine temps, and a buildup of heat under the vehicle, and arguably the most common symptom of a bad catalytic converter on a Jeep is the smell of sulfur or rotten eggs coming from the exhaust. If you are experiencing any of these symptoms on your Jeep and it's 10 years old or older or has 100,000 miles or more, well, then likely you need to look into replacing your catalytic converter. Which can be expensive. Catalytic converters can cost as much as $2,500 to replace on a newer Jeep going with an OEM replacement. Now, depending on the Jeep model and labor hours involved, of course, that, that price can vary. But that is clearly going to be out of reach for a lot of people, so here's some alternatives. Yes, there are fixes, hacks, if you will, and, well, hopefully you do something about your bad cat before it gets too late. Now, in a pinch... I've seen people remove the catalytic converter and knock the bits out of the steel shell using everything from a broomstick to a section of rebar, essentially creating a new exhaust path by punching a hole through the middle of the honeycomb. Not easy, but it is doable, and I've even seen one Jeep owner cut a large hole in the converter, temporarily bypassing the rest of the exhaust. Not exactly the go-to option, if you know what I mean. You have to be careful here if you decide to go this route as you don't want the hot exhaust that will be coming out of that directed at things like fuel lines, brake lines, any kind of wiring at all, or even the transmission for that matter. Not to mention this is going to drastically change how your Jeep sounds and drives for that matter as well. 
This should only be used as a very temporary emergency solution, if you will, to get you home to where you should replace the catalytic converter immediately before driving any further. Despite what your thoughts are on climate change and the effects of your Jeep's exhaust has on it, catalytic converters are becoming more and more of a requirement on vehicles that go off-road, even if they're not street legal. Besides the tree huggers and eco nuts feeling better about the tailpipe they're sucking on at the time, because even a Prius has a catalytic converter, a catalytic converter also doubles as a spark arrester. All it takes is for one little piece of burnt carbon buildup to flow through a set of straight pipes and hit that summer air, only to ignite the grass on the side of the trail starting a massive forest fire. So it might be a legal requirement to have a well-functioning cat under your Jeep depending on your state requirements. This also raises the point to check where you're going to be wheeling if you're going out of state. Your exhaust may be just legal enough in your hometown, but two states over, it may be illegal as all hell. Oh, and if you're looking for a great source for parts to beat those repair shop, dealership, and parts store prices, head over to rockauto.com and I guarantee you, you'll be able to save some cash on that replacement cat for your Jeep, or your daily driver for that matter. And to be honest, they're not that hard to replace. The worst part may be having to cut the old one out if it doesn't have flanges and having to use clamps to put the new one in. I'd also be amiss if I said, in this day and age of tweakers lining our streets in homeless tents and squalor, catalytic converter theft is at an all-time high. So it makes more sense from a security standpoint to have that replacement cat welded in versus clamped in, making it that much harder to steal. That's not to say it still won't get cut out, but at least it's one more thing in the way of a thief's easy payout. I could go into detail about anti-theft devices for catalytic converters, but to be honest, most of them are just gimmicks, and the best anti-theft device is called a garage. So, is it still true, especially on a clogged catalytic converter, that the internal temperature can get very high because it's not moving that exhaust through it? And, I mean, you can, uh, as I remember, the temperatures could go up to 2,000 degrees. And if you're parking your Jeep or driving it through grass or anything that's high and dry... Uh, you have a, 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 a potential of setting on setting the grass on fire, and if you're not moving very fast, the Jeep as well. Does any of that sound familiar to you guys? Oh, 100%. I mean, I, I can show you I mean, dozens of pictures uh, right now of, of a catalytic converter that has gotten too hot. I myself have actually been a victim of a, a catalytic converter that got too hot. Uh, back in the day, I had a 1984 Mazda 626 that uh, I was using as my daily driver, and I was doing low voltage at the time, doing a commercial and residential alarm installation, uh, home automation, and other things. Uh, and uh, on my way to a, uh, to a job, um, I was driving down this country road, and this vehicle pulls up next to me. Two-lane country road. <laughs> they should not be next to me. And they're pointing down at me, and they're going, you know, I can't hear what the hell they're saying. Right. They're mouthing what only looks like, your car is on fire! And I'm like, you know, what the hell? I roll down the window. Your car is on fire. And I'm like, what the, you know, I look in the rearview mirror and it's like Spy Hunter behind me. It's just nothing but smoke. <laughs> and, and it's just like, holy shit. Uh, right that about is. then, I start to notice that the car is starting to sputter and to die out a little bit. Uh, the catalytic converter was completely oh. plugged. Uh, by that time, I'm, I'm all but coasting into a church parking lot. Uh, I come to a stop. The vehicle is damn near engulfed in flames at this point because virtually everything under the undercarriage was on fire at that point. And I, I, I run into the church. I kick the door down to a church. I'm going to hell for this one. I, I rip the fire extinguisher off of the wall. The first thing I see is I, I go through the door. There's a fire extinguisher right there. Open that, pull that off the wall. 
I'm out there just dousing my car in, 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 in you know, the, the, the powder that's coming out of, out of fire extinguisher. And, you know, do you want us to call the fire department? It's just like, I, I, don't, I don't fucking know. Um, and so fire department Language. comes, they, they, they go ahead and, and pull some, uh, uh, you know, pour some uh, foam, foam or whatever right, the hell, yeah. you know, all over it. Uh, I ended up actually donating that car. And getting a full tax write-off for it. And God, this was like 25 years ago. I mean, this is forever ago. Did it repair the doors uh, on the, the church? <laughs> Did you donate it to the church? Yeah. Oh my God. No, I, I never I, saw that church that, again. <laughs> that, that's that's the epitome of country talking to city. I mean, there is some country ass fuck that's like looking at Josh going, you steady ass bitch. <laughs> Dang it. And Josh is like, I am figuring it out myself, you asshole. You know, country folks seem to be very <laughs> judgmental to me. I wasn't to that sounds like, like it, huh? Josh. <laughs> damn it, Josh. <laughs> you done figured it out, but there's some country guy that's like this city boy. <laughs> Dang it! Man. And, oh, and, and, like I said, this is like 25 years ago. I was I was young, dumb, and full of oh. not a lot of information. That was uh, so. Was <laughs> was the car totaled? I guess but the car was totaled. No, right? it, it never it never ran again. Yeah. I, I I had it towed back to the back to the house. It sat in the driveway for a couple of weeks, still covered in, in fire extinguisher foam and, and powder uh, and everything. Craigslist. And they, they, I know what I got. <laughs> <laughs> they they show, I, I got no it was Salvation Army uh, they showed up and and with a flatbed I gave them the title I gave them the keys they gave me a, a slip for for I mean I think I got like a twenty five hundred dollar write off for that damn car I mean wow. I got it in an auction for seven hundred fifty really? bucks oh yeah. wow I mean so this was an auction car that I had it been was. driving for, for months and and you know who knows what the hell was wrong yeah. with it I didn't care I needed a vehicle and and this fit the bill and it was something that I could afford and was halfway decent to drive. And so, but it was short-lived, and now I know why. So, uh, do you know what the statute of limitations is for insurance fraud? I mean, I'm thinking we might not want to air this. <laughs> no, I never claimed insurance on it. I, I, I had state liability bare minimum on that damn no, thing. Josh, there was no, there was no claiming anything. It's a joke. Anything. You got 2500 for it, and you was a, it was a fire job. <laughs> it was a, they, they knew it. Here's I told the deal, them that man. it did not run and that it was involved in a fire. We don't care. We're coming to. Do you have a title for it? Yes. Do you have the keys for it? Yes. Okay. We're on our way. Yeah. Well, I'm Salvation sure, I, Army. I'm sure. I mean, they, it's yeah. a fully legitimate. Yeah. No. No. Absolutely. But I'm sure that they uh, they probably sold it for uh, any parts that were still okay, and probably just uh, the the weight of the metal and stuff like that. that. I don't. Yeah, I wouldn't I figure they cool. fixed it. But I don't know. Don't care. Yeah. No. I understand. <laughs> so but still, twenty five hundred dollars. So yeah. you you made like uh, eighteen hundred dollars on that deal. Mm-hmm. No, because I still think that the bear that the minimum tax right uh, the the standardized minimum deduction was was way more than that, and and even after what I could itemize whatever I could throw together, I still didn't. So I, I didn't get shit for that. Damn it! If we could leave leave this on a positive note, it would be no, great. No, no, car fire. <laughs> what? How could you possibly I mean, spin a car fire into something positive? Making eighteen hundred dollars. Only they had cut me a check. Gosh. Josh, Josh, you won, man. I mean, you well, really you didn't won die. On this yeah, thing. That's good. Yeah, I didn't die, <laughs> and you're yeah. a liar. And I and I got a, one hell of a story. I mean, to tell. this is oh, so. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> I mean, what a freaking story to tell! Like well, we've all got stories, but I mean, you you like bought a car, you caught it on fire, and you sold it, and you I didn't lose any money. Like that's <laughs> yeah. a winner. You're a winner, bro. 
But they forgave me, I have Josh. never caught a car on fire at one. <laughs> oh, this is, uh, this is gonna, You're a bitch. It's going to be a drive-in uh, joke, I know. All right, so here we go. Uh, <laughs> moving along. This segment of the show is brought to you by Lug Nuts. There's nothing like Lug Nuts to secure a wheel to a Jeep. Get yours now, and be sure to ask for genuine Lug brand nuts for your Jeep wheels. That's Lug Nuts. Hey, coming up this Thursday on our interview episode 665, Dean Shirley with East Coast Overland Adventures. Everybody take a deep breath and get your pencil ready. That's East Coast Overland Adventures.com. I think there's 42 letters in that. So uh, I, I actually remember the internet from the days that you could get four letter domains. Yes, I'm that old. Hey, you know what never gets old is the Jeep Talk Show newsletter. Just go over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact. You're going to find a link to click and sign up for that newsletter, which is chock full of great information, uh, all kinds of stuff about what's happening on the show, who we're talking to, when we're talking to them, what we're giving away, when we're giving away, what we're doing, all that kind of stuff, and of course, how to join in on our roundtable episodes, the episode of the Jeep Talk Show that we record live every Tuesday with you, the listener. If this is your first time to the Jeep Talk Show, you yourself can actually be a part of an episode. No special VIP access or form you got to fill out. Nothing like that. Sign up for our newsletter. Click the link to join in on the Tuesday episodes. It's that easy. JeepTalkShow.com slash contact. Sign up for the Jeep Talk Show newsletter today. Well, that's all the Jeep Talk Show we got for you for now, Jeeper. Until our next Jeep Talk Show, be sure to help us grow by using hashtag Jeep Talk Show in all of your social media posts. Grandma may not get it, but we sure will. As always, thank you for listening to the world's most downloaded Jeep podcast. You know, Jeeps are like a lot of things. They get bigger the more you play with them. Oh, God. Podcasting since 2010.